show number 133 of Look at His Butt, now with even more audio problems. This is the last time, guys. I promise. We fixed it after this. I promise. It's good. It's good. So welcome to our show. To the show called Look at His Butt. Yes. Where we talk about... William Shatner. And his butt. And his butt. And Star Trek. And stuff and things. And whatever. So anyway, we want to start out this segment with some emails we got. Email. Yes. So it's all about you. And this time specifically about Margaret, who has sent us a couple. And uh, what I love is that this topic came in three separate emails because Margaret was so excited about it that she had to keep coming back and sending us more. (laughs) Which I totally understand uh-huh. and appreciate. So um, I'm ready. Okay. Margaret says, I don't know if you guys are already on top of this, but I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> Good. And even if you are, I laugh so much just typing these excerpts out for it to be well worth it. I was at the bookstore and came across an older book, 79, I believe, Shatner, Where No Man, dot, 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 mm-hmm. an authorized biography. Basically, it's two women interviewing Shatner's for, like, ever. (laughs) I'm convinced it was actually you two. (laughs) Anyway, I flipped to a page at random and ran into this. Here they're talking to both Gene Roddenberry and Bill. Gene is the one who responds first. We ask, are you surprised at some of the things that go on nowadays as a result of these movements that Star Trek was a part of? For example, have you read some of the studies published lately, what women find is the most attractive part of a man's body? I have that. Isn't it in the height report? It's in half a dozen other places. Do you know what it is? The rear. We keep getting letters all the time. This one, would you blush if we really went into that? We get letters like that all the time. Bill starts to murmur something inaudible. What did you say? I play the part by the seat of my pants. Everybody laughs. Does this astound you that this is what attracts women? No, Jean says. <laughs> what do you think it means? We're afraid to tell you our theory. It might make him nervous. In the case of Bill, they like to see him leaving. <laughs> Bill is laughing, going out the door. For me, it's been the belly button, Jean says. Bill picks it up. See him coming. Two of them, two of them we say, in the tone of long-suffering, Bill and Jean Chortle. The thing they love most about yours, Bill, is they love to see you get knocked down in a fight. They say you put it up first and how inviting it is. And they write stories, (laughs) restraining ourselves. Okay, because you've got to go. At this point, this is Margaret again, I became, oh, sorry, I scrolled too fast. I became intensely interested in the book and flipped to the first chapter where I found these gems. And now in a New York hotel suite, the man who is both the civilized William Shatner and the man who hunts bear is cataloging the satisfactions of sports, saying cheerfully, just plain archery. But what could be more sexual than archery as a phallic symbol? The arrow and the bow as you draw it taut, gathering the tension, your strength, your power pumped into it behind the thrust, and then the release, like an ejaculation. Thrusting the arrow forward to impale the target. The arrow arcs up and flies straight home and penetrates the center of the bullseye. I mean, it's like an act of sex. He pauses and the thoughtful hazel eyes gaze at some distance without losing the glint of humor, but with the look of pursuing a thought. And that, I think, is the essence of doing anything like that. 
It's the same with any athlete and the artist. Anything in life that's done supremely well is an act of sex. Yep, pretty much. And in the same chapter, (laughs) he's saying, the act of sex just doesn't happen to be with someone else. I mean, with some individual. It may be with a whole audience. (laughs) I have had visions, dreams, before an opening night of actually encompassing a whole audience. He smiles thoughtfully, for a moment conscious of the choice he is making for this book and of the tape recording in the New York Hotel Suite. But he goes on, of actually making love to a whole audience and making them my lover and I theirs. And on that note, Margaret. (laughs) Now, as I wrote back to Margaret, um, yes, we are very familiar with this book, and it wasn't written by us, unfortunately. But... um, I got my copy at a con more than 10 years mm-hmm. ago and had to bargain the dealer down because I was down to the last of my souvenir money. But I remember another fan and I going through the halls. This was at Shore Leave mm-hmm. in that bizarre Byzantine mm-hmm. hotel and skimming through it and looking at the pictures and literally walking into walls. <laughs> so then... <laughs> well, so do you want me to talk about my book? Or do you want me to say that at the end? Oh, talk about your book. So I bought mine on eBay. Uh-huh. And it was not cheap. And I'm actually a little surprised that she found that at a, at a bookstore because those are not easy to find. No, they're considered rarities. They're kind of rare. And even though it says authorized biography on the front, the story goes that Bill was not at all happy with it after it came out and um, did not really consider it authorized. Right, because he has said he told them many things which he thought was understood were for background and were not going in the book, and they did go in the book. And as far as I know, he has never elaborated further. That's true. Um, I took my copy to Shatner Weekend. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Because I figured that was, you know, the most borderline, we might kick her out thing that they could do, (laughs) you know. And I had Bill sign it, and he did. Very, very nicely. Didn't say anything to me. He just said, Shall I make it out to you? And I said, oh, no, Bill, please just autograph it. That's all I want. <laughs> so my copy of We're No Men is autographed by That's Bill. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think Bill has learned not to question the fans, not to get involved in their lunacy. Because mm-hmm. when I had him sign the spanking list, which is the very first thing I ever had autographed by him, um, so many people asked me afterwards, did he say anything? Mm-hmm. What was his reaction? And he, when I gave it to him, you know, you slide it in front of him, he stopped and looked at it mm-hmm. because everybody else is having him sign uh, pictures and souvenirs, you mm-hmm. know, and, and things like that. And this is a piece of paper with print on it. Right. So, of course, he had to look at it. It could be an IOU, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever. And he just quickly glanced at it and then, you know, signed right across it, and, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So he knows better than to say spanking list or (laughs) I hate this book get away from me yeah exactly yeah well the only reason I thought of that was because there's of course a story about Harlan Ellison who when presented with this particular edition of a book for a company that never paid him and just a long history he will in fact rip it up rather than autograph it and give it to you so that's Harlan that's Harlan and and I didn't think Bill would do that of course but I was a little curious I mean what else did I really want him to autograph and I thought you know if I got him to autograph this particular book that would make this 
pretty rare collectible. Yeah, well, yeah. I had him autograph my um, Look at His Butt t-shirt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so more from Margaret, email yeah. number two. Oh, and this is the quote the book opens with. You have this stick between your legs, <laughs> and you're turning, and the centrifugal force is forcing the blood down. I mean, it's all sexual, which doesn't exactly describe his fear of flying. <laughs> <laughs> and then another email, and one more. In one of the interviews, he asks, yes or no, are we talking about sex? <laughs> If so, the answer is yes. yes. Let me save you some time. <laughs> um, yeah, that book is a treasure. It really is. And even if it pissed him off, mm -hmm. just because I have that sort of interest, I'm really glad. Oh, I'm really glad, too. All that stuff made too. it in there. You know, it's just so nice um, that it was at a point in his life when he was still willing to talk freely like that to mm -hmm. interviewers. And they were women, and they were mm -hmm. clearly adoring women, so I'm sure that that helped mm -hmm. facilitate whatever it was he was going to say to them. And he just felt like he could be as honest as he was uh, would ever be with an interviewer, which is, mm -hmm. you know, not 100% honest, but that he could say these things and, yep. and just come out with it. And I just, that the thing about, you know, done supremely well as an act of sex is just hilarious and I think that's what led us to start noticing in all of these interviews that we've ever seen him do that he always works that in there somehow <laughs> somewhere you know? riding horses it's like sex <laughs> acting it's like sex anything it's like sex that's right ha have this have this espresso that I'm soaking a little sugar cube in and have a drink of it isn't it's this like the texture of a man's skin <laughs> There he is. Yep, there he is. Well, he's a very, very sexual person, he and is. I think even if you didn't know that or, you know, didn't know of these quotes, I think it's one of the things that sets him apart as an actor, that it's, that sexuality is always there. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's... he's He's amazing. And, of course, we were hoping that, you know, Me So Horny would be more of the same. And I mean, it, it, that does have interesting stories and everything. And I remember somebody discussing this book as, you know, total crap and not being into it. Mm -hmm. And they're saying at one point they're interviewing Marcy, his yeah. wife at the time. And, and, and they, they are right. They said they are so drooling over him that... They're like this close to asking her, what's he like in bed? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, we'll see. And she said, it's like sex. <laughs> yeah. Really good sex. Um, if, if one had unlimited reserves of time or money, it would be fun to do a sort of tracking down of the women that, he's, that we know that he slept with over the years. Or strongly suspect. Or strongly suspect. And, and just get them to talk about it. Because that would be fun. Would it That'd ever. Fun. Not that you could ever publish it as a book. Well, Maybe. the belly dancer published hers. Well, that was her book, though. I mean, it's, well, it's different, I think, if you choose to publish it yourself. And if What? If you went and interviewed all these people and they told you this, um, What? There's nothing wrong with publishing no, no, what you were that, told. That's not really what I meant. Um, what I meant was <laughs> she published that in a book that was sort of a biography of right. her life. 
a book that's just interviews with women who have slept with William Shatner. Would sell a million copies. <laughs> and it would be this thick. <laughs> Your hands are like two feet apart. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, maybe we should send some query letters out to some publishers and say, Would you be we, interested in publishing you... Banging William Shatner? Yeah. And see what they say. <laughs> Because if they gave us an advance, I, you know, I'd do it. Okay. I'm not self-publishing it, though. I want money. Okay. <laughs> and then we could break into little bites and make it Twitters. <laughs> and it would become a TV show. No, starring William Shatner. <laughs> and he would have no idea what it's about. No. Oh, that's really funny. He'd go... This all sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, I think you could ask him, it's like, well, you know, we talked to, do you remember sleeping with her? Yes. Yes, yes. I do. Yes, I do. Uh, and it was, it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then you could ask him, you could show him pictures. Do you remember, did you sleep with her? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the high side of probably. <laughs> That was a fun topic. That was funny. So thank you so much, Margaret, for bringing the book to our yes, attention again, again and for providing all those quotes so we didn't have to go hunt them down. And now that book is going to become a lot more valuable since all our listeners are going to go, oh, my God, I've got to get a copy of this. i got to run out there and get them. In fact, while we're talking, I should have done this before, I'm going to look to see if there are any copies on eBay and what they might be going okay. for. Okay. Now, moving Now, on. I have heard yes. of people yes. who, who paid... This is pre-eBay days where, you know, you had to hunt these down like at a con or mm -hmm. something, and the dealers knew they were worth something. Of uh, People who paid as much as $80 for theirs. Wow, I didn't pay nearly that no, much. No, I paid, I think, like 15 or 20 mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I paid about that much for it. Uh, so here's one going for sale. It's buy it now price is 40 bucks. I'm going to see. Here's another one. Buy it now price is 50 bucks. Really? I'm yeah. going to see what it's like on Amazon. Yeah. We're doing your shopping for you, people. That's right. 50 bucks. Let's okay. see what they say about this. Oh, yeah. Vintage. First oh, yeah. printing. First printing. There was only one printing. <laughs> <laughs> nope, there's no other details about it. That's very interesting. Well, here's used ones. A new one. This person has new ones yeah. for $100. <gasps> How can they be new? I don't know. There was only one printing of it. I don't know about that. That sounds sketchy to me. Well, let me see. No image available. What do they know? Maybe they found a box of them somewhere? You know, like yeah. in a warehouse or something like that? That seems very strange. Okay, let me click to it. It's Shatner. Wear no man. Uh-huh. Shatner. Oh, that picture. I love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Three new from $99.98. Wow. 20 used from $1.13 and two collectible for, from $15. What makes them collectible? I don't know. I am going to... They're not autographed by William Shatner. 
I wonder if I have the only one that's autographed by William Shatner. I might have the only copy of that book in the entire world that's got his signature on it. You might might well have it. And the reason those two are collectible is the people who own it chose to um, to list them to as list it as collectible. Hmm. Customer reviews. Oh, goody. <laughs> Want me to read the reviews? Oh, please. Okay. This one gives it four stars. This book isn't as bad as others are making it out to be. <laughs> High praise, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean that the book doesn't have its flaws. First, the book isn't really an autobiography since Shatner did little, if any, actual writing. Duh. It's, it's not billed as an autobiography, moron. Okay. It says biography right on the front. Yes. The, well, I'm getting. To, I'm skimming for the good parts because it's a long review. The portions of the book in which Shatner actually speak are jewels that define the legend of Shatner. The legend. I like that. The uh -huh. legend of Shatner. Was this a book about Shatner or about how much the authors actually like to write or both. like him? I think both. Lastly, the reviewers who write about him, oh, these are in backwards order, uh -huh. spouting off about his sexual prowess, among other things, must have read another book. <laughs> Uh -huh. I almost didn't buy the book, this written by a guy, because of the bad reviews, but I'm glad I didn't listen to those folks. I didn't find that Shatner was anything like the chauvinist others have implied. Shatner comes across, across as elo eloquent, charming, and funny. So buy this book and make up your own mind. And the included pictures are a real treat. Even some of his own family members haven't seen the pictures included in this book. Oh, he's all charm and hotness. This one gives it one star. There is no scale for this book, <laughs> which is not written by William Shatner. It is written by Sandra Marshak and Myrna Culbreth, who, judging from this writing, are the worst hacks ever to invade the Star Trek quadrant. Uh-huh. It might as well be written by Bill. It's so over the top that Bill would not shrug his shoulders in denial of having been responsible for it. This is quite possibly the worst book I've ever read. <laughs> Oh, this is the guy who hates everything. <laughs> oh, here's some sample atrocious writing. Great. Some part of that victory has been won by the kind of artist and the kind of man who is willing to put himself on the line for the kind of art he believes in and the kinds of things he wants to say. What? Shatner has done that, and it has cost him. And he has also done the hard-boiled feed-the-family choices. <laughs> yeah. That's not that bad. No. Okay. There's only three reviews. Uh, okay, and I'm reading them. <laughs> so one review was four stars, and two reviews were one star. <laughs> I wonder if Marcy Lafferty still has her, com her, her copy. Now, one of the reviews had a comment, so I'm going to go read that. Okay. Who's that comment by? Oh, I see it. Hey! Nicholas Robinson says, buying this book for a good read is like buying Bill's songs for a good listen. Don't waste your time oh. unless you're an iron-stomached, rabid collector. He was the one who wrote that nasty review. So not only did he feel the need to write a nasty review, he felt the need to leave a nasty comment on someone else's Oh, video. my God. What wow. a cretin. And he's from Montreal, too. <gasps> I think Bill must have beaten him up when they were kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. He okay. holds a grudge all these years later. Yep. Well, listen, guys, if you want your own copy, um, go buy one of those uh, used 20 used copies. for $1.13. $1.13. That's a good price. That's an incredibly good price. Yep. 
and they're in good condition it says mm-hmm. good overall condition so yeah if you want it that's where to get it you should you should definitely and if definitely anybody manages it. to get one autographed by William Shatner let me know because I'm just gonna go and say right now that I have the only copy in the world with mm -hmm. this signature on it woohoo woohoo go me <laughs> Uh, okay. And for for those of yes. you who are fans, and apparently there are a lot of them, of my story, Golden Boy, mm -hmm. I will have you know that Lena is now the proud possessor of a zine in which that story is autographed by Lockwood. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make it more or less valuable? More. More? You think so? Well, and it's it's made out to me. It's inscribed. That's true. That's true. So it's very valuable. Lockwood. Inscribed to the author. <laughs> Oh, just thinking about him makes me laugh. I know, and he doesn't give a shit who, who knows, knows it. it. <laughs> okay, let's do two short things, and then we'll come back with Okay. Else. Okay. Have you got them both? Because I, I don't do. have anything. No, I, I have them open right here. Um, number one is, let's see if I can get the chronology, chronology straight. Um, there's a woman who's a comic book artist, and her name is Ming Doyle. Okay. She's also a big Star Trek fan. Good for so her. for another guy who's a comic book guy, she drew this very, very, very nice picture of Sarek and Amanda um, because she wants him to know how cool Sarek and Amanda are, and everybody agrees with that. So I'm going to show you the picture. Um, and she made it as if it was a, um, a novel <laughs> called Under the Vulcan Sun, which I thought was good. And it doesn't really look like them, but it's a no. nice sort of stylized representation. But it does look like a romance novel. Somebody else took the same illustration and photoshopped it into um, basically the cover of a Harlequin romance. And I thought they did such a good job. I'm going to put this as the picture for this show up there. It looks like a book. It's got wear around the edges. Yep. It's like Harlequin romance. It's 50, 50 cents. cents. It's got the little Harlequin guy in the corner. Oh, Isn't boy. that beautiful? Yeah. I just thought that was a really nice thing to do. That is, is very nice. Now, when I have to tell you all, and if if I don't know how we'd ever get hold of this because I was the one who had it and I've lost it. But um, when she told me <laughs> that it was a picture of Sarah and Amanda uh -huh. that she was going to show me during the show, I said, is it the Naughty Pinette picture? <laughs> she said, no. Naughty Pinette is a, a, <laughs> a drawing I found in a zine. It might be in those zines I gave okay, you. Okay, I'll look for it. Um, that is so horrendously bad and out of proportion um, Sarah, Amanda, Kirk, and Spock are all sitting at this long dinner table, and Kirk is handing Spock one of those little boxes open to have a very large diamond ring, uh -huh. and Sarah's looking very disapproving. But there's also, <laughs> at the end of the table, a maid uh -huh. bending over like to serve something, and she's totally out of proportion. She's got huge, <laughs> giant tree trunk legs. <laughs> And she was named Naughty Pinette after a hotel my husband and I stayed uh -huh. in. But um, <laughs> it's a picture I would really love to share oh, on the picture. blog. The thing I remember most about that picture is that the perspective is all wrong. It's like the way a seven-year-old draws perspective where, you know, like the table is a right angle, but, but everybody is sitting at the same straight up and down <laughs> angle. <Yes. laughs> like they're paper doll cutouts or something. It's really weird. And, and nobody really looks like themselves. No, no, not at all. Oh, I love that picture so much. Well, you know, I gave you a bunch of stuff. It okay, might be in I'll, there somewhere. I'll look, I'll look for and if you find it, that would be great because, oh, that was a treasure. I love that. 
Uh, I might have an electronic copy. I'm sure we scanned it at some point. Well, th see, I know that we had talked about it at yeah. length on TrekFest. Yeah, yeah. And I just went to the TrekFest files, mm -hmm. and it's not there. So I must have put it somewhere and put a link up to it. Okay. Well, well let me look for it because I've got lots of stuff. While you're looking for it, I know this sounds like we're just babbling to each other, but we're doing it all for you. If you can find a link or a scan or a copy of that butterfly stationery letter. Oh, Jim, Tim, Tim, I want to find that so bad. I, I had put a link to, my, to it from uh -huh. my big list of chaos cliches. And a couple people have written to me saying, this link doesn't do anything. What is it? What is it? Oh. I want to see it. I would love to share that. <sighs> that. Oh, that. So, that was so yeah, awesome. if you find that anyway, that, okay. that and Naughty Pineapple would just bring down the house. Jim, well, Tim, Tim, Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim. <laughs> Love it. Okay. What's your other short thing? This is, um, so our man in New Zealand, Greg, sent me this link because he wanted to buy um, some baby clothes for his new niece. Mm -hmm. So he said, look what I found on Amazon. So this is what you can buy on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> They're little, they call them creepers. I would have called it a onesie. Uh huh. You know, it's a single yes. thing for babies with the snaps at the crotch. Now, my mom always called them rompers. Rompers. Oh, they call them creeper rompers. So I guess they're all of those things at one time. Um, and you can get one that's gold, and you can get um, oh, a red, red shirt and a blue one. And you shouldn't get a red. Well, yeah, that would be bad luck. Oh, yeah. Terrible. So, of course, he was going to buy the gold one, and mm -hmm. he did. And he got it, and um, he he told me, told me that he was just worried about the sizing because you're never quite sure what sizing. And because he lives in New Zealand, and this is coming from America, you know, is it going to be the same? So he said, it came. It's the same length as all the other ones that she has, but it's about twice as wide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's a mid-season onesie. Mid You know what my first thought was when I saw that? Uh -huh. Do I know anybody with a baby? <laughs> so I can find them this. Oh, oh my goodness. So anyway, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it's twice as wide. Well, you know what else? It did come from America where we're what, 79% obese or something. But just the thought that it was the gold one and it was wider just made me laugh. So is the, the blue one longer and skinnier? I don't know. I don't know. Does the blue one come with little pointy ears? ears I don't know. Does wear? the red one come with like little pre-drilled holes in the front? <laughs> blood stains on it or something? Scorch marks. Why, why isn't this one ripped? It you know, should be ripped. The snaps should oh. go down the front so it rips open and you snap it, it up. It should totally do it. Uh, <laughs> that should totally do I it. I love that. I think that's awesome. Anyway, so there you go. I thought those were funny. Uh, okay, so let's take a break and then we'll come back and um, I think there's other stuff. Okay. Right. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. We say it all the time, but I'll say it again. We love hearing from you. Blogging at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com, comments to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with GarageBand.
This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You've found the best podcasts in the universe. The Pinky! The Pinky! Yay! So, our good friends at Moore Shatner, who are always coming up with good things, started this one entry with some clips that I reposted um, with Bill on a talk show in England with Liza Minnelli. But that wasn't the real point. And then Thank the, God. the cut went to um, what many people know as the manliest photograph ever, <laughs> which is Bill standing on a motorcycle shirtless, firing an arrow into the air. Well, no, he's firing it straight ahead. Oh, he's straight so ahead. we're going to assume there's a bear. There's a bear. In front of him. Or perhaps a target that he's making love to. Right. Or an entire audience that he's making love to with his arrow. Yes. Um, and and I, I do think that riding a motorcycle and, and then shooting an arrow is a, a, a Shatner-only biathlon sport. <laughs> In fact, I think when we go to uh, Riverside, Iowa for uh-huh. a trek fest, we should suggest to them they should have Shatner biathlon. Oh, they should. And you, you ride a motorcycle, mm-hmm. and you stop and rip your shirt off. Suck in your belly. Yep, which he's doing in this picture. And and shoot an arrow. Oh, oh, you have to fire an arrow at the target. Then you have to jump jump off your motorcycle and do a shoulder roll. And you have to run to the finish line. And when you get to the finish line, there's a drink waiting for you. You can shot in a And then... And you have to make love to a woman. <laughs> okay, yeah, the climax is, is making love to a woman. But before the thing starts, you have to smoke a cigarette in an unnatural way. <laughs> All the while with a piece of upholstery glued to your head. That's right. <laughs> and your theme music in the background. The music from Impulse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to ride the motorcycle through a graveyard. <laughs> I think it's so hot in here our brains have melted. I think so. I think Bill would do, like, Bill would do that and he'd win. He'd, and he'd win. Of course he would. He'd be second nature. He'd okay, Bill. <laughs> The whole point of this is the comments on this, which I just adore because the people in Morshatner are so fucking funny. So um, someone else posted a different take of the picture of him shooting it. And I had never actually noticed this before. Now, I did a little bit of archery when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. class. Bill's holding the bow with his thumb and forefinger and the rest of his finger sort of splayed out, which is Mm -hmm. very weird. I mean, usually when you hold it, you're holding it fairly firmly in Mm -hmm. in your left hand if you're right-handed like this. You don't know holding it like this with yeah. your, arm, your fingers out. So um, the comment on this was, um, blame the hand half opened and his pinky apart in the way he holds the bow. Um, then she says, I love his pinky and his unique way of holding a paper plate with class. <laughs> and it's that picture of him and Leonard eating barbecue outside. And in fact, he is. He's holding a paper plate and his pinky is slightly yeah. pointed away. He's, she says, tell me, what man holds a plate like that? Is that a kind of padding? A new things pairing? Dylan <laughs> paper plate. Shatner paper plate. So then the next one is from um, Zane, who's the one who has that enormous photo album. And she says, um, oh, my God, that's so cute. Oh, my God, what is with that? Why, why is that? What the fuck, Shatner? Stop breaking my mind. <laughs> God damn it. I'm so dizzy from laughing so much and being in shock and loving his hand. And that damn pinky is everywhere messing with my mind. But seriously, that's just adorable. It's like he's holding a baby. <laughs> he's so careful and holding it so gently. Oh, my God. Um, and so she then um, posted another picture, and, and then someone else came back and 
posted even more about the pinky. And um, <laughs> apparently this thing is like a meme about the pinky. <laughs> it is the greatest pinky in the universe, I swear to God. And I'm so giddy knowing there are other people out there squeeing themselves silly over a pinky. <laughs> <laughs> and so then there are pictures. So there's Bill doing some appearance, and someone's put a caption that says, what the fuck, it's just a pinky. And in fact, his pinky is a little bit splayed. Yep. And then there he is blessing the crowd. There's the pinky mm -hmm. sort of at an angle. And then the best one yes. is him doing the promised margarine one. Yep. With his hand. And his pinky is just a just little, a little. splayed out. Now, I wonder, I mean, if, if, if that's a natural configuration of his hand or if he broke his pinky at one time. I know. Because I had a serious, serious sprained thumb, and one thumb is turned differently than the other, just yeah. a little. Not to the point of bizarrity, but... Anyway, it's funny. I just think it's really funny. And the fact that he's doing it when he's holding that paper plate just amuses me no end. He's got his <laughs> pinkies like the out. Just a little. Just a little bit. So it takes people who are obsessed with William Shatter to, to notice the pinky. So now I'm going to be looking at his hands. Oh, yeah. In everything. Well, everything. you know, I think it's great that people have taken up other body parts. Yeah. Because you and I have cornered the butt. Definitely. And, well, the EVE is there for everyone. You can't <laughs> avoid it, really. You can't avoid that. But um, I think the pinky is, is a uh, great and wonderful thing. And you know what else I, I noticed? I'm not going to take my shoes off right now and demonstrate for you. But my left foot naturally does the Vulcan salute. Really? My toes oh, do. That's kind and of I cool. can't do it with hands. Oh. So. Speaking of pinkies, though, something about me. Yes. Um, I used to play piano, and I, you know, I wasn't a concert uh -huh. pianist, but I was very good. I could play some complex music. And I was playing something really fast once with a lot of runs, and my, this was in college, my professor said to me, you could do those runs a lot faster if you didn't do that weird thing with your pinky. And I said, what is it? And he said, you keep it tucked under until it has to come out and hit something. <laughs> you know, a note. And so I play along. I never knew I did this. And there's no way you can correct something like that, really. You know, um, and I'd be playing along, and it's tucked under, and it'd come out and hit a note and go right back. Wow. So, was, it, was it shy? Yeah. Oh, Pinky shy. Pinky shy. A shy pinky. Bill's pinky isn't shy. No, it's right out right there the whole time. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I'm the pinky. I'm the best. Ignore those other guys. <laughs> I'm Bill's pinky. Hooray. <laughs> okay. Moving along. This was um, something else that was emailed to me by, uh, by Greg, our man in New Zealand. And it's called 14 Things You Didn't Know About Star Trek. Oh, goody. And so I wanted to see if we knew these things. I think we do. Because we know. Number one, the USS Enterprise was ori was originally named the Yorktown. I know it had several names before it was the Enterprise, mm -hmm. just like Kirk had lots of names. Yes. I remember seeing, I think it was probably in the making of Star Trek book by Stephen Whitfield, that there was lists, mm -hmm. lists and lists of names, and Yorktown was on that list. So that's interesting. Um, Jerry Ryan, a.k.a. Seven of Nine, played hard to get four times. So they asked her to play that role for four times, and she refused, and they finally got her to do it. Good good for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scotty had a hand double. Now, I did not know he actually had a hand double. Mm -hmm. um, I had heard that he was very good at masking the fact that he was missing a finger. Mm -hmm. But you can see it in the Trouble of Tribbles when he's holding the bunch of tribbles. Yep. If you look closely, mm -hmm. you might initially think, oh, the, that finger is just hidden in the fur. No, yeah. it's not there. Yeah, he's very good at it, and I'm going to show you this picture in a second where you can really see um, it's, and this is um, a different thing from Trouble with Tribbles, but 
that is pretty amazing. Oh, wow. You can really see that he's missing his middle finger. Right, right. Yeah. Kind of cool. Uh-huh. So that's something for people to look for in case you never did. I, I try to look. When you see him operating the transporter controls, mm -hmm. and he's very good at hiding that. You'd never yeah. know it yeah. if you didn't know it. Okay. Leonard Nimoy was not the first choice for Spock. Who was? Uh, the role of Spock was originally offered to Martin Landau. I think I had heard that. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was busy, and so Leonard Nimoy was brought in instead. And, of course, as we know, Nimoy later went in to take over Lando's role in Mission Impossible. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, in Next Generation, Jordy's visor was actually a modified auto filter. <laughs> it was whipped up on shoot on the first day of shooting by the effects crew. Well, that's in the, the finest of Starfleet traditions. Just work make with, shit up. Make shit up. Work with what you got. Okay. The Borg were originally a race of insectoids. Ooh. That's kind of cool. Too um, expensive to make a whole Exactly. The change was made for no reason other than budget concerns. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's kind of cool. Um, Star Trek's most famous line was not originally. Uh, not original, sorry. <laughs> Which is what? Turns out the most famous line of all in Star Trek, to boldly go where no man has gone before, was actually taken almost verbatim from a White House booklet on space issued after the Sputnik flight in 1957. <gasps> wow! It is also arguably the world's best known example of a split infinitive. Yes. I didn't know that. I think that's really cool. I didn't know about the White House thing. Yeah, the thing. White House thing. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, Gene Roddenberry rests peacefully in space. I knew that. We knew that. Yes. Um, this is a, a stupid fact, but it's a fact nonetheless. Oh, okay. Watching all 726 episodes, including the spin-offs and 11 films, back-to-back -back would take three weeks. With no sleep or anything. I guess, yeah. Wow. See, that is stupid. Yeah. Because some of those things you just wouldn't watch. Number 10. The character of Major Kira Nerys exists because Michelle Forbes was too busy. I didn't know this. So Michelle Forbes was Roland. Right. Uh, so this char character of um, Kira Nerys on the highly underrated, thank you, Star Trek Deep Space Nine was actually a last-minute addition to the cast. The Next Generation's Ro Laren, played by Michelle Forbes, was originally slated to be the resident Bajoran on the station, but Forbes had no interest in being nailed down to a series at the time. This gave the creators a chance to reimagine the role in a, near a new series. Proved a welcome snag. Wow. That's kind of cool. I like doing that. Um, Jedzia Dax's spots, you know, she had those mm -hmm. spots, were hand-drawn every day rather than stenciled. Wow. Can you imagine? Why didn't they make a stencil? Uh, I don't know. They were hand-painted each and every day by series makeup artist Michael Westmore. The process sometimes took over an hour. Um, I think we talked about this one once before. Kate Mulgrew, a.k.a. Captain Janeway, should thank Genevieve Bujold for her role. Yes, I've seen a clip of that. So that's good. Um, Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac shaved his beard for Star Trek. Strangely enough, the British-born musician, drummer, and namesake of blues rock band Fleetwood Mac appeared on a single episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Even more strangely, he was completely unrecognizable as an Antedean dignitary after shaving his legendary beard. And here's a little picture of what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> he and he like never looked fish. better. Yeah. <laughs> a bearded fish would have been even more alien. Yeah. 
And then the last one I think everybody knows. Star Trek is credited with the first interracial kiss on television. Yes. Yes. Now, I have heard that it was first interracial kiss on American television. Oh, that could be. It might have. There might have been interracial kisses going on all over the world except here. That's true, but, you know, it's American, and that's all that really counts, right? That's right. We all know that. <laughs> that's the important thing. So I thought this was good. This is on a site that's called blog.coldcast.tv that I never heard of, but that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's see. I think, did, did you want to do some of the, the, the questions? No. Do you want to save that for another time? Yeah, let's do that another okay. time. Okay. Um, uh, what was I going to share? I don't know. I have no idea. No? I have no idea. Well, do you want to just go to an interview? We still have interviews. <laughs> We're so professional. So well planned. But you know, it's... It's like an act of making love. <laughs> you have to not be afraid uh -huh. to be spontaneous That's and to right. ask your partner, uh -huh. what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What's important? <laughs> what, what do we need to get out there that, that people need to know about? Well, I think we, we've done a pretty good job. We have. I think so. And it's getting hot. <laughs> and our brains are literally going to come out our ears they're, in a while. They're probably melting. So so why don't you guys all listen to a nice, cool interview. Go get yourself a nice, cool drink, yeah. iced tea or something. And we'll, we'll put Space iced tea. A little bit of music to get you going between now and when we do it. And I'm telling you, man, those, um, those Chatmoy interviews are just lasting us a long time. Chatmoy is the gift that never stops giving. Yes. And I seriously, seriously do want some some incredibly talented animator to to do our, our Shat, Shat Fest or Trek Fest Shatner Biathlon. Yes. As we described it. I think that would be good. That would be very good. Yeah. And you know, there would be points for different things and I think, you know, there are several components to the Shatner swallow and you get graded on each one of those. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the taking the drink in your hand, the looking at the drink. Taking it into your mouth and doing the little chewy thing, swallowing, and then you have to look at the glass again before yes. you put it down. Yeah. It has to be all those steps, or else it's not a real Shatner swallow. Mm -mm. And bonus, if you do the choke face at the end. <laughs> With two hands. <laughs> you know, I'm really surprised that when they teach the Heimlich maneuver and they tell you, you know, the universal sign for choking is that. Why don't they show that picture they totally of Bill doing it. choke face? If I was teaching classes in CPR, I would be sharing that every <laughs> single time. Yes. Remember, if you're choking, Shatner choke face. Of course, some people go, hey, you do a good Shatner. <laughs> okay, enjoy the interview. Yes, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Get up! Get up! Get up! Top of the Shatmoy, you're on the air with Jungle yeah. Kitty and Lena Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. 
Happy, happy Shatmoy Day. Happy Shatmoy. I was saying that that is what's next to your little picture there on Skype. It's very, very cool. Thank you so well, much for the awesome card you sent us. Oh, you're welcome. I showed that to everybody, and they were going, oh, look at the cupcakes. Look at the cupcakes. <laughs> I didn't even get to put on my look at his butt t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> it's a dryer. Oh. That's I was okay. going full root. <laughs> oh, well, we're, as, as was pointed out to me earlier, we're not doing video. It doesn't matter if my hair looks pretty bizarre. <laughs> I, I went to the hairdresser just for you guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Well, um, we should identify we're talking to Shannon. We're talking to Shannon, who sent us many, many interesting things via email and is a longtime listener to the show. Shannon was the one who originally pointed out that it was an Erlenmeyer flask of that's death. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and not a beaker full of death. <laughs> and I really loved that. And I think of that every time I see that clip or that picture or something. Mm -hmm. It always sticks in my head. <laughs> not a beaker. <laughs> what you get when you're obsessed. <laughs> it's a good obsession. We all share it. So we have three questions we're asking everyone. And the okay. first one is, how did you get into Star Trek? What's your earliest Trek memory or what, what drew you in? Well, I had a babysitter that let me stay up and watch the show whenever she came over. Wow. And uh, I had a really cool babysitter. And I started, I have to admit, that it was Leonard Nimoy that brought me into Star Trek. And then they started showing the um, reruns right after that, right after it was over here in, in New England. And they were always on right before Creature Feature, which another obsession of mine. <laughs> and that's when I fell in love with William Shatner. So, oh, Because then, he was the lead into Creature Feature? No. <laughs> well, actually... I remember him from Twilight Zone before I remember him oh. from Wow. That's great. Every New Year's Eve here, in I'm 40 miles north of Boston, and every New Year's Eve they show a Twilight Zone marathon. Mm -hmm. That was my, I loved him. And when I went to my first convention that William Shatner attended, did I have him sign a picture of Captain Kirk? No, I had him sign the picture from Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, did he great. say anything or react in any way? No, I think it was a long day for him. Yeah. But, and, you know, I'm, he was like meeting the Beatles to me. I started to cry and get tears in my eyes. So I'm thinking he thinks, obsessed fan, please don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, he gets that a lot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think that's wonderful. No, but I have to say, I really love a story that ends with, and that's when I fell in love with William Shatner. <laughs> you, I have to tell you that when my mother started watching Boston Legal, she finally understood my obsession. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. Um, she, she was obsessed with him, and she had a little thing for James Spader, too, but Bill was her man. She finally understood after my whole entire life. Wow. <laughs> that is wonderful. And, you know, that, that is true for a lot of people that I knew who um, knew that I was obsessed with William Shatner and then started watching Boston Legal, and they would come to me and they go, he's really good on this show. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but they got it. Like they, they understood why it was okay to be a fan and why you were a fan mm -hmm. and what a good show it was and what he brought to that role. So I, I think Boston Legal really opened up a whole new um, swath of fans for him, people who really hadn't taken him seriously and then saw what an amazing actor he was in that role. Well, I remember years ago at a con, another Shatner fan saying to me, um, 
that she she thought that people say this and she thought it was true was that Bill can really play only two things which is um, Captain Kirk and Mirror Kirk and I think Boston Legal so totally disproved that that there's so much more more depth and range and and subtlety to what he can do absolutely it's and just, you know go ahead I'm sorry I owe a lot to you guys too because there's a there was a lot out there that I had no idea that he was in and what he was about and I've he it's opened up my yeah I'm a fan and it's still opened up my eyes more to how wonderful he is. Well, we one of the things we have loved about doing the podcast is, yeah, we were big Shatner fans when we started, but now so many people have made us aware of so many other things about him and things he's done and and you know places he's been encounters they've had that I, I feel like we're the ones who have gotten I think the biggest benefit out of this. Definitely. Well, I have to tell you guys that when I found you, you are now members of my family. I quote you all the time. <laughs> people, think, people think I actually know you and met you and have talked to you. And I said, no, all you have to do is listen to the podcast. Okay, so what's you your know, favorite? It, it's it's like your... a t you guys are like attending a convention. I never realized when you're in your own insular little world where nobody understands you and you finally meet people who are, you're in a room full of people who understand you it's it's amazing and i feel that way whenever i listen to you guys and i'm forever grateful well, for what, you guys to know that there are so many of us out there oh my goodness so what's your favorite <laughs> quote oh i just love everything you guys do <laughs> I, I i check the blog every day going please have a new podcast soon please. <laughs> um and you know i'm trying to remember i I think I had just signed on to iTunes. I was just going through all the podcasts. It was a brand new thing. And I saw you guys and I said, they have to be my sisters. They have to. <laughs> I mean, look at that. I mean, look at his butt. Look, look. can I not love these girls? And, <laughs> and it's true. I, I went back and I think I got, I think I started following you guys like six or seven podcasts in and going back to the beginning. And uh, it's, you, you're number one with me, and oh. all be. I so, love you guys. Oh, I love man. you too. So, Lena, what's question number two? I forgot it already. Oh, question number two is. I mean, this plays right into what you were just saying. What do you love most about Bill? Oh, just. You know, I think it's the way that I can always count on him to make me feel good and make me happy, no matter what he does. Um, and even reading his last his last uh, Twitter. Where he's looking for love. How can you not love a man who's, look, who's whose favorite thing in the world is love? I mean, come on. I know he's amazing. You know, we were speculating. Well, I'm curious to know what you think about this. That um, those the twitters, the the tweets that he was posting, he didn't really do those. But I actually think he might be doing them now because it, it, it seems like it's a little bit different than what he was doing before, which was just shilling. And now he's actually tweeting some stuff. Um, some pictures and some interesting thoughts like that, what you were just saying about what the most important thing is about love. So I, I kind of get the feeling it's him. And I, I'm so in love with the way he always signs my best bill. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that because Lena had mentioned on the show how many characters it takes, you know, to type up my best bill. Why doesn't he just now start doing MBB? Yeah. You know, somebody sh should bring that to his attention. <laughs> Because I, I could see him sitting there with the peck, you know, with his white hair. You know, 
taking 20 minutes to, to write little 140 characters. I can do <laughs> I'm sure. And, you know, and how can you not love him what he did on Conan? Come on. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, please. Those were so great. We have to bring Conan back because we know Bill will come with him. That's right. You know, I. That's right. You know, only Sarah Palin couldn't even write her own, read her own tweet <laughs> as good as he did. So the last question is, and you've already said so many wonderful things about the show that I'm embarrassed to even ask this, oh, but I'm, oh, I'm going to anyway because I'm shameless. Um, what would you like to hear more of on the show, or what would you like us to do that maybe we haven't done that you wish we would cover? You know, <laughs> nothing. Keep it the way it is. <laughs> Don't change anything. I just love you guys. Oh. And I love everything you do and I've been waiting so long to tell you this <laughs> I'm so happy I actually get to you hear my voice tell you this because you know emails just don't come across the same way as is and this is all in in all its sincerity my husband he, he sees me sitting in front of my computer laughing my butt off <laughs> and, and he just thinks I'm insane and I lovingly refer to you as my butt girls you know, I, so you not bother me. I'm listening to my butt girl. Okay? <laughs> Gee, even Jeez. my husband doesn't call me his butt girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but see, now, now you can tell people that you have talked to us and you are friends I with know, us. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. I, I give, you know, I wear the t- I've worn the T-shirt all over the United States. I've even worn the T-shirt in Europe. And <laughs> I don't think the Europeans quite, un- the Italians quite understood me in the T-shirt. Uh-huh. But I wear the T-shirt if somebody asks, right to iTunes, go sign on. You, if you're if you're even remotely interested in track William Shatner, you know anything. Listen to these girls; they will make your day. And I really, really love you guys. Well, Shannon, we have had such a wonderful time so far doing the interviews we've done. I don't know five oh. or six now, and we're going. Oh, this is definitely not going to be the last phoning because we're just oh, we are having no. a blast talking to people. And, you know, and I would be there in person with you today if I wasn't, you know, all the way across the United States. I really would have. Well, that's okay. And now we know where you are if we ever get there. Yes, I'm, 40, <laughs> I'm, we know where you live. I'm 45 miles north of Boston. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're on this side, I'm, you know, a four-hour drive from New York City. Anytime you're on this side of the U.S., please let me know. I'd be happy more than happy. And I have to tell you that San Francisco has always been my favorite city in the whole world. Oh. Well, it's, um, it's beautiful today. We are, um, it's great Shatmoy weather. It's yes. lovely outside, the sun shining. Actually, we can see the bay from where we're sitting. In we're Oregon. high atop oh. Knob Hill. Yeah. Oh, I have family in Oakland, so I'm hoping to get out there soon, and I'll certainly let you know when oh, I get that out. Would, that would be great. Well, listen, we're going to wrap this up. Hey. But, but Mary, Mary Shatmoy, and so great talking to you. Yeah. Please have a piece of cake for me. Okay. Oh, well, thanks. Okay. Okay. Bye, Shannon. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.